Luke printed out the 3D binge stopper process and taped it to the wall in his home office. He was determined to use it the next time he felt a binge urge coming on. He read it out loud. Delay. Distract. Decide. It sounded pretty simple. Delay by setting a timer for 20 minutes. Distract by starting an activity to get his mind off of food, like a video game. Decide. Mmm, that was the tricky part. The idea was just to decide that this time he was not going to binge. And he could see why deciding was better than, say, arguing with himself or negotiating. Eh, maybe just this one time. But Luke's fear was that he would decide and then just go back on his decision. His mind sprang to all the times he had promised himself something and fallen through. He told himself last fall he would do the physical therapy exercises for his ankle every single day, and he only lasted a week. He swore last January that no more donuts would cross his lips, but that didn't last either. At this point, he was annoyed at himself. He was fed up with his own inability to stick to things, and yet he didn't know how to turn it around. All he knew was the idea of making another promise to himself made him feel sick inside because he just didn't trust that he would see it through. In today's episode of Breaking Up with Binge Eating, we're going to talk about self-trust. Many people who have struggled with binge eating, emotional eating, or lifelong battles with their excess weight can relate to Luke. They've committed to things before, only to go back on their word. Even if nobody else knows about all these instances, they know. And over time, each instance breaks down the trust they have in themselves. When you don't really trust yourself, everything's harder. You don't feel like you can handle being around food temptations. You don't feel like you can make good decisions. And you worry that when you do make a sound decision, like, no, I will not binge tonight, you might just go back and reverse it anyway an hour later. But this isn't the end of the story. And you're going to learn in this episode how you can rebuild your self-trust. You can bring back your confidence that you can handle tough situations and tempting foods. And you'll be able to make commitments with peace of mind, knowing that you can rely on yourself. This is the Breaking Up with Binge Eating Podcast, where every listen moves you one step closer to complete food freedom. Hosted by me, Georgie Fear, and my co-coach, Mary Claire Brescia. A lot of our clients have a fear of making commitments to themselves because self-trust just isn't there. And self-trust isn't there because there's a mile-long list in their mind of broken promises. Just like in a relationship with another person, luckily you can earn back your own trust. So, for an example, how do we form trust in another person anyway? Well, it takes time. Trust isn't built instantly. I hope this episode inspires you to begin purposely building more trust in yourself. But it would be unreasonable for you to think that by tonight or next week you'll be done. It's a process. Second, building trust takes repetition of positive experiences. Let's say that you have a dog walker and she comes to your house every day at 3 p.m. to take your dog out. Day after day, she's there on time and ready you begin to trust that person more than the first day because each experience is teaching you that they are reliable. When your friend asks if you'd recommend this particular dog walker, you can say, yes, they've shown up to walk my dog hundreds of times now. 
They've never been late. They've never just not shown up, so I think I can rely on them. Third, building trust means avoiding broken promises or commitments. Even the occasional betrayal of your word can have a serious impact on what other people think of you and how you feel about yourself. If a few times a month the dog walker began to not show up at all, and especially if they had no explanation for why that happened, your trust in them would quickly start to deteriorate. If your self-trust has been weakened by times when you didn't show up for yourself, that's okay. You can make things right again. It will take some time, and it will mean making some changes to begin getting those repeated positive experiences racking up. Ready? The first key is to not make big or unrealistic commitments. So many people declare things like, I will never drink again, or I'll eat zero carbs for this whole week, or I'll start working out for two hours every day. But each of those is a setup for a broken promise. When I talk with clients who say they can't or don't trust themselves, these big grandiose promises are often part of the problem. They're making lots of these big promises for things that are unlikely to be actually achievable. Promising yourself that you'll work out for two hours every day isn't realistic, especially if you haven't worked out regularly in years. Instead, start by making fewer promises. Instead, you can make plans. The difference is that planning to do something means that you're preparing and that you intend to do it, but you're also leaving space to change your plans. This takes a lot of the pressure off, and if you make fewer promises, or none at all, you can breathe a sigh of relief that you aren't letting yourself or anyone else down if circumstances change. You might have to adjust your timetable. You might have to shift your plans. That's okay. If you have planned to work out for two hours a day, after two days you might realize, whoa, that's way too much, and I'm going to adjust the plan to be one hour most days, and then you can keep going instead of just bailing on the whole idea and putting it in the category of times I let myself down. Until you've earned your own trust back, be very, very wary of committing to something in the future. Don't take your own word lightly. Many factors are beyond your control. So if you say you're going to do something, make very sure that you are able to do it, ready to do it, and that you have time to do it. It's also important to make sure you have the preparation and tools that you need for whatever this thing is. This approach of making very, very few actual commitments is part of stopping the negative experiences. Figuratively, it's crucial to stop taking jobs that you're not going to show up for. When you don't make many firm commitments, you can put more thought into which things really are important enough for you to commit to. Because you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to assume that your fitness, nutrition, or health are something that you want to make a commitment to. So here's how you can begin starting over with yourself and rebuilding your trust. Start with mini commitments. By mini, I mean the action that you're committing to should be small, as well as the time frame between now and the action. We want it to be relatively soon and not too far away. Here are some good examples of mini commitments. I will take a five-minute walk when I finish writing this paragraph. I will get a glass of water from the kitchen when I go upstairs in an hour. Small actions not more than an hour away in time. Give yourself a week of just making mini commitments. One a day would be a perfect place to start.
saying I will never binge again is not a mini commitment. And if you've struggled with binge eating disorder for years, it's not a realistic thing to expect of yourself. Start by promising that you will not binge in the next hour. Or make plans to help your future self reduce binges by buying healthy foods for your home. Or penciling in time to listen to this podcast in your weekly calendar. Tell yourself you want to improve and you want to reduce your binge eating. And by all means, think about all the reasons you have for working on this goal. But don't stake your self-trust on such an absolute outcome. Mini commitments can be something you are going to do anyway, which I think is particularly awesome. You can make a mini commitment to brush your teeth before bed tonight. Even if you always brush your teeth before bed, now we're calling it something different. And the practice is not writing it off and successfully getting it done. You might recognize, wow, I actually make mini commitments all the time. The things I don't follow through on are things that are too lofty, too far in advance, or that I'm not fully prepared for. Now, I'm going to state the obvious part of building self-trust. You have to work hard to keep those commitments that you make. Just like you probably take showing up for a friend or appointment rather seriously, take those mini commitments seriously because it's not about the small action, the brushing your teeth or getting the glass of water. It's about the meaning, showing yourself you can and do keep your word. If you aren't 100% sure that you can and will do something, don't commit to it. If you have committed to something, which shouldn't be that often if you're being more selective, Expect to have to push through some minor obstacles or inconveniences at times. That's the price of self-trust. But that's also the value of self-trust. When you trust yourself, you know, even if things aren't 100% perfect or completely comfortable, you'll find a way to get things done because you committed to them. And that's a peaceful feeling. That's a feeling of having integrity of knowing that your word is going to match up with your actions. One piece of candy, one skipped workout, etc. isn't a big deal, which we tell ourselves often as we break a promise. But if you think of what's at stake as being your self-trust and your sense of integrity, not just a few calories, that your word is something that matters and that is what is on the line, then it feels like it is a big deal to keep that commitment. Aim to hold promises you make to yourself at least as highly as promises you make to other people. After all, you will be in this relationship with yourself for as long as you're alive, and you're going to spend more hours with yourself than anybody else. So it's worthwhile to have a good, trusting relationship with this person. Does that all make sense? In the context of the 3D process, making many commitments and taking them darn seriously can look like I will not binge in the next five minutes. And then really applying all of your tools and creativity to see those five minutes through. You may feel uncomfortable, but you can still do it. You may feel like after you've committed to five minutes that you can commit to slightly longer periods of time, such as 10 minutes. But remember, you want your word to really mean something, so don't go back on it. Remind yourself of what's at stake. This isn't about food or calories. It's bigger. It's the ability to trust yourself. If you decide you want to eat, 
by all means, eat. But do it after the time you committed to not binging. You owe it to yourself. And then, even if you do turn to food, you haven't harmed your self-trust. Making a commitment doesn't have to be scary. If you feel like Luke, when you promise yourself something, you start to feel sick, that's not something you have to have forever. You can work your way through this and come out the other side. In time, you'll have a confident, calm feeling. You'll consider commitments thoroughly and realistically, and you'll know that when you give your word, or you give yourself your word, that that is a solid promise. I'm Georgie Fear, and I'll see you in the next episode as we continue breaking up with binge eating. <laughs>